Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Goal Achievers. Hello, this is Hal Elrod. And real quick before we start today's episode, I have a big announcement. Today, my new book, the next book, the newest book in the Miracle Morning series comes out today on Valentine's Day 2019. And the book is The Miracle Morning for Couples. Create legendary connection one morning at a time. And uh, this was a real collaborative effort with my co-authors, who you're about to hear an interview from, a conversation that I had with them recently. Lance and Brandy Salazar, they are one of my favorite couples on the planet. They are one of my wife's favorite couples on the planet too. They've actually become really good friends. And uh, we're really there to support my wife when I had cancer. And really, we've learned a lot from them about how to have an incredible relationship with your significant other. So whether you're married or you have a you know boyfriend and girlfriend or anything in between, not sure what's in between, I guess engaged. Um, but uh, regardless... The interview you're about to hear is fantastic with Brandy Lance. I think you're getting a lot of value from it. Make sure you tune in until the end because you'll find out. But during the interview at the end, I realized I had not shared what I feel like is the most valuable tip, strategy, whatever you want to call it, that I have that's been responsible for my wife and I, uh, for our relationship really going to the next level. So stay tuned for that at the end. And in the meantime, if you want to pause the episode, if you know that you definitely want to get a copy of the new book that came out today, The Miracle Morning for Couples, it's available on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle format, paperback, or audiobook. All of that is at Amazon.com. And again, the book, for the final time here, is The Miracle Morning for Couples. But that's enough with that, because you are going to get to hear directly from the brilliant, the beautiful, the legendary couple, Lance and Brandy Salazar. I hope you get as much value today out of this conversation as I did when I had it with them. They are two beautiful human beings. And enjoy The Miracle Morning for Couples with Lance and Brandy. And we are live. Goal Achievers, what's going on? This is Hal Elrod. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. And today, you'll never believe it. I'm excited for the people that I get to interview. Who would have thought? Uh, I'm actually, I'm excited. This is a special conversation because these are with two of my friends. Friends of actually my wife, Ursula, and I. Uh, We've become close couple friends, if you will. They are also the co-authors of the newest book in the Miracle Morning series, which emerged very organically because, again, we are a couple friends. And uh, we kind of realized that probably the most requested book in the series, or one of the most requested book, has been a book for couples, The Miracle Morning for Couples, because people say, how do I get my husband or my wife? Or, you know, like people read The Miracle Morning on their own, right? One side of the relationship, one half of the relationship. And then they reach out and go, you know, hey, I, I'm doing this miracle morning. It's changing my life. Like, how do I get my spouse to do it? And so it's been one of the most requested titles. And my guests today are Lance and Brandy Salazar. And 10 years ago, they found themselves on the verge of divorce and giving it one last try when they were about to call it quits made all the difference. And they committed to designing and creating a marriage that became legendary. And they're now one of the most, the happiest, most fulfilled, and most emotionally intelligent couples that I know. And uh, my wife and I learn a ton from them. And I will say this, when I was going through my cancer journey, my wife, Ursula, reached out to Brandy early on. And Brandy became one of the biggest supporters 
gave her the best advice and was there for her when she needed me. My wife had to drive three hours back and forth to come stay with me in the hospital when I was getting my chemotherapy, my treatment. And uh, she's told me many times that you know Brandy kept her company on those drives. So a little tangent, but very, very relevant to the type of people that Landy and Brantz are. And now Lance and Brandy are on a mission to help couples reconnect with each other and stay deeply in love while raising kids. And they created a brand, if you will, Legendary Couples with Kids, because they know firsthand how challenging it is. And if you're married with kids, which I am, you know, you can relate to that. But how challenging it is to keep your marriage a priority while juggling careers and being parents. And their story is common, but their method is not. And four short years ago, again, they were nearly divorced. And having kids is what abruptly deprioritized their marriage. And they lacked deep intimacy and connection. They were disconnected, frustrated, unhappy. Sounds like the you know typical marriage, sadly, in America. And they knew they weren't modeling the marriage that they wanted for their girls. And so in 2000, well, now in 2017, they quit their 20-year careers, sold their dream home, began homeschooling their daughters, and have dedicated their efforts to this mission, helping couples with kids everywhere create the most amazing and legendary relationships possible. And yeah, I'm excited to dive in with Lance and Brandy, introduce them to you, and dive into some of the content of the Miracle Morning for Couples. So Lance and Brandy Salazar, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having us. Thanks, Al. That was, that was a great one. That was a, and you didn't tell me you were going to make me cry. So oh. next time. <laughs> uh, I love when I can make someone cry in a positive, positive, <laughs> right. in a, in a positive loving way. That's Thank right. you. So, all right. So let's start here. You know, just kind of start with your story. Four years ago, you guys were on the verge of divorce. And now you have one of the best marriages of anyone I know. So I just would love to hear, will you please share the story of how you went from where you were with that failing marriage to where you are now, where you have a legendary relationship that our listeners can model? Well, what's interesting is, I think you said it perfectly in the intro, is that um, our relationship was very common. You know, where we sit right now and we have for a really long time is 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then of those that stay married, um, only 17% are actually happy and enjoying their marriage. So it's a really small percentage of people that get married and um, really enjoy being in this union. Uh, so we were just like everybody else, really. And however, we had gotten to a place or I had gotten to a place where I have a pretty high standard for a lot of, of my life or all of my life. And our marriage just wasn't, wasn't up to par with some of the other things that, you know, we had going on. And, um, so, you know, the moment came where it was, let's call this relationship to the carpet and say, you know, if we're going to do this, we've got to do it right. And it's, it has to be legendary. Life has to be legendary. Real quick, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, talk no. about that, right? Where the word legendary, right? That, mm -hmm. That's really what you've hung on to. That's really how you define your relationship and what you aspire to. And I know that originated, I believe, from a quote from Christopher Lockhead. So I'd love yes. to, you to share that. It's yeah. So gosh, it was probably about a year actually before we were um, separated that um, I went and spoke at, at a One Life conference and Chris was the keynote. 
And I sat in the audience and listened to Chris speak. And he said this line, you know, you either suck, don't suck, or you're legendary. And I sat in the audience and I was like, man, I really don't suck. And so I was like, you know, man, and, and he encouraged us to think about what life would look like if it was legendary. And so, you know, of course, my, a lot of things came up. I, I left there and I quit my career. At the time, I left a partnership that I had been with for about 15 years, and um, my life started to unfold in that moment. And, you know, legendary is living life on our terms and living life in the best way that we, we possibly can. And so, although I had felt that in some areas in our relationship, I definitely didn't. No, it was definitely a don't suck to suck relationship, but always it vacillated or cycled between suck and don't suck. On good days, it didn't suck, but on yeah. a lot of days, it sucked. Too many days, right. it sucked, right? Yeah. <laughs> Way too many days, it sucked. So on that whole pendulum or that scale of, you know, okay, wake up and rate it from one to 10, which I do regularly. It was always like, man, I can't get my relationship above about four consistently. So what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this? And is this what we want to show our daughters? Yeah. You bring up a good point, Brady. Like we had somebody ask us once, you know, when we considered separating, you know, didn't you think about staying together for the girls? And we really said, no, we're actually getting separated for the girls. Mm, <laughs> you know? That makes yeah, sense. If we weren't modeling the relationship we wanted for them down the road, we better off not together finding new partners that we could, could create legendary mm. relationships with so that they could see that and strive and seek for that when they got older. You know, when they were watching us, you know, either argue or just have this humdrum relationship, you know, we, Brandy and I really focused on, is this what we want for them? Is this yeah. really what we want for them? And the answer was no. Right. And so what's interesting to the this, this story, um, Hal, is that so that first year that I go, I meet Chris at, at One Life, fast forward a year later, I meet you at One Life, right? One of the greatest and, days of my life, Brandy. Oh, <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> well, you know. Right, and ours too, like, yeah. honestly. I mean, very, very seriously. So, you know, you and I get to know each other and um, you invite me to your first best year ever blueprint. And my sisters do that same weekend and I can't mm. go. And so I ask you, hey, you know, what about sending my husband? And you're like, absolutely, that'd be amazing. Let me send you texted me like a coupon code. And so I get home and now I've, you know, I've got to convince my husband to go to this, <laughs> this event, which Lance was not a personal growth, go to events kind of guy. Got it. And right. And so I go home and, and say, Hey, this happened. And at the time, because we're, you know, we're not in this great place. He's like, you went for it. Yeah. Even though we, I hadn't moved out yet. We were at this point of what we called putting the marriage on the shelf where we essentially took all of the, um, the pressure off of intimacy and, you know, trying to quote unquote, make each other happier, you know, to try to grow our marriage and just working on ourselves. And I came to this conclusion that, you know, I needed to work on me because if I was going to leave Brandy or she was going to leave me, I needed to be a better person for the next relationship. So mm -hmm. I figured, you know, well, what, what I'm doing right now for myself isn't working. And I watched Brandy even, you know, she was into personal growth and personal development stuff. And, and I actually watched her with very jealous eyes in that, you know, it was helping mm -hmm. her business, it was helping her networking. And here I was really not happy with who I was as a person or in my career or any of that. So I thought, well, what the hell, you know, I'm going to jump right in. And I actually went to your event, Hal, 
I knew nobody, hmm. not a single person. Uh, in fact, I remember the first day being there, kind of standing, you know, like a wallflower, you know, with my head down in my phone, kind of hoping nobody would come up to me, <laughs> you know, and I can't. That back. didn't happen, by the way. No, I can, you know, you guys organized it in a way that I had no other choice. Oh, yeah. We forced engagement and interaction. Ooh, we did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, man, well done. It changed my life. I mean, I came back home fired up and Brandy saw that in me and. And he's doing his Miracle Morning, and he's now got, you know, people in his lives, like, I think about Juliana Ray and Nicole Keating and, you know, John, John Roman. Yeah, so all these people that he's, like, comes home with, and I'm like, see? This uh, is what happens. I've been okay. telling you. Well, Lance, I, I remember you. you recorded a video testimonial at the event, right, which made it into the kind of the final cut of the promo, you know, for the event. And... um. It was my favorite video testimonial. It was so authentic, so from the heart. And I'll paraphrase it off of memory here, but you said something along the lines of, coming to this event, I'm not just leaving you know, with a plan for my year that's going to help my business. You know, I'm, I'm leaving with that. But I'm, I feel like I'm leaving here as a better husband and as a better father. And it was really deep and it was really meaningful. And yeah, yeah. So no, I, uh, I remember and that. So your event is in December, right? Yes. Okay, so that same December, I hire Rock Thomas to coach me, okay. which was a, a big deal for me because I needed a very intense masculine energy to kick my butt. That's Rock Thomas. That's what, right, right? I know, right? That's exactly it. I was like, as soon as we got off this phone call together about something else, if we get off this call and I was like, that's the guy, I just knew. Yeah. And so as much as like we're focusing on Lance and where he struggled in our relationship and struggled in his personal growth. Like I had so much DNA on the demise of our relationship. Yeah. And, you know, I was a very hard driving, very linear focused on external success person. And so I was really not only emasculating my husband, but really making him feel less than on the regular. He couldn't win. He couldn't win. Mm. Yeah, he couldn't win for losing. And it was like, mm. I was really hard to please. And so um, not only was I hard to please, but I was like off-putting and would, you know, put him down even energetically. And so it was like, I would come home from an event because it was something that I did very consistently. Yeah. Right? Regularly. I'd come home from an event. And I'd be like, well, you need to this, 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 and this. And then, <laughs> you know, he doesn't have that personality. So he would just like shut down and be like, whoa, lady, simmer yeah. down first. And I'd time. imagine that created a like, nothing I do is good enough for her vibe, right? right. Or oh, that's absolutely how I felt, you know? Yeah. And that, you know, when that happens in your marriage, it, it transcends a lot of other areas of your life, right? When you feel like you can't, win or that you can't be yourself in a lot of ways in your marriage, then yeah. you know it that it strips confidence in other arees of you know being a dad, a great dad. I, I lacked confidence in being a great dad and I started to lose confidence at work. Mm. Yeah. And so I, nice I went planning. through this Sorry. I know, yeah. right you <laughs> will forever be indebted, you know, to you, to Rock Thomas, to an, another dear friend of mine, um Beverly Steiner, because she was another one that kicked my butt. But yeah, Rock really turned it around for me when it came to seeing my own personal DNA on the, you know, lack of masculine feminine energy in our relationship and, and my lack of having gratitude and appreciation for what my husband was awesome at and for 
creating a ecosystem for him of support and encouragement for him to grow in this safe place we called our home. And I did the exact opposite for the, our entire relationship. And so I started to shift myself right along with him. And um, that's really what got us to the point of, you know, and it was a, a coffee date that I had had with my friend Beverly. And, you know, she handed it to me as well and basically said, you need to fix this. Hmm. And I went home and said, not only are we not getting divorced, but that Chris Lockhead thing, we're going legendary here, honey. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing it. We're going all in on this marriage. And if all the other things need to start to fall by the wayside, then that's okay. Hmm. Um, But the marriage and our parenting, that's going to be number one for a while. And we did it. In a very short period of time. Yeah, so we worked on ourselves and then suddenly decided we actually really liked each other. You know, yeah. Lance, how did that feel? By the way, I want to stop you. How did that yeah, feel? Go. I would imagine that, you know, because Brandy was the one kind of pushing for the divorce initially. Am I right? Is that correct? Yeah, it is. Okay. And so Lance, I just want to know from one human to another, right? How did that feel when she walked through the door and said, not only are we not getting a divorce, we're going to make this marriage legendary? Well, it, you know, gave new life you know, in a lot of ways to say, yeah, but I'd already gotten to a point where, you know, I was, I wanted to kind of work on, I was working on myself and I'd already kind of come to that conclusion of, you know, attached, I detached from an expectation or unattached from an expectation. Because you thought but, it was over. Yeah. No. Well, what it did is it allowed me to freely explore my own growth okay. without having an attachment to how she was going to receive it. Mm. If that makes sense. But it gave me hope to say, well, then, I can do this work and I can become who I am meant to be. And that, you know, has the potential to draw Brandy back to me. And so, yeah, there was new hope that was breathed into the situation. So that's Here's what's interesting how, about that question. The Lance that hadn't worked on himself and hadn't felt confident would have had a lot more anxious excitement about me walking through that door than the man that I walked in to the door and had that conversation with because he was more confident. He was more sure of himself. And so he was like, yeah, no, I'm in. But it wasn't this like, which I'll be honest, was a a point of contention and turnoff in our relationship for a long time was his kind of, I don't want to say overexcitement, but like almost inauthentic excitement that he would have in wanting things to, to work out a certain way, this expectation that he would have on, on things. Mm-hmm. And so it was so real. And so he came yeah. from a place of confidence. Like, right. cool, let's, well, let's do this thing. Yeah. You know? And um, Brady and I, you know, set course to, to create that legendary relationship by recognizing some of the old patterns that we didn't want to get ourselves back into. Remember when I said that things, you know, went from suck to, to yeah. don't suck, you know, Brady and I were prior to, were constantly fixing things that were broken. You know, oh, well, this part of our relationship sucks. How are we going to fix that? You know, putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. And so we, we were constantly getting back to that starting line, sort of that point zero, you know, where we weren't moving forward. We just weren't, you know, it was two steps, you know, forward, two steps back, always getting back to the same place. And we said, well, if this relationship needs to be legendary, then what does that actually look like? How can we cast that vision out there create rhythms, habits, a plan, a vision, all of those things, just like you would in a business or with your health, you know, we did that with our marriage and said, we don't want to get back in that same pattern, the same pattern of just plugging holes. We want to 
create, we want to build, we want vision, we want to move forward. But you know what's so interesting about that is that, um, you know, some of that just came from, you know, like John Maxwell stuff or just some of the other people that we had followed over the years or, you know, Tony Robbins through rock, but it's really an AI concept. And so when we joined QLM and meet Berghoff, it's like, wait, this is exactly the approach that worked for us. Exactly. It was instead of focus, which I was wired to focus on what was broken and find solutions. That's considered it a superpower for many years. Hmm. And instead of saying, cast into the, the future, what would this look like? Call it legendary, call it whatever. What would this look like if it were at its best? And that's the, the difference in that first moment, you know, and, and what, what worked. Yeah. And speaking of John Maxwell, we heard him say something recently that really summed up what we did for our marriage that, you know, started to work. You know, we went through counseling before, but counseling didn't, didn't work for us. Uh, hmm. and John Maxwell said, he said, when you, when you counsel people, you work on their weaknesses. When you equip people, you work on their strengths. Hmm. And the biggest thing that Brandy and I did was we focused on our strengths. Casting this vision was, you know, instead of looking at the weaknesses or the broken things, we said, okay, this is what we wanted to look like. What are you good at? What am I good at? You know, and then, okay, let's combine those superpowers to move forward. We equipped ourselves through our strengths to move forward. Right. And equipped ourselves with some basics. Like we figured out, you know, I love how Brian Johnson calls them the fundies where it's like, what are the fundamental things that we all need? And you said it in the intro and that's a huge compliment is that we worked on our emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and right. We worked on what our reactions were to certain situations. We worked on these things, some of these, you know, wounds and, and traumas that we had had whether big or small, that were causing us to show up in a very immature way in our adult life. And so not only equipping ourselves with, you know, the empowerment piece of our strengths, but also, okay, how can I show up better and work on some of those things and learn and and dive in and grow? Hmm. So in terms of how you got to Legendary, I know that in the Miracle Morning for Couples book, you teach the four legendary relationship elements. It's you, partners, friends, and lovers in that order. Can you explain each one of those and how they create that legendary relationship? Yes. Yeah, it's quite simple. You know, we, I could distill it pretty quickly. You is that you need two happy, healthy, whole individuals who can stand on their own two feet to have a thriving relationship. You know, no codependency. Um, we're talking about high emotional intelligence. Yeah, high emotional intelligence, working, growing independently and individually, creating something awesome together. And was that yes. a big part of how the Miracle Morning impacted your relationship initially? Oh, right? Because you started doing it, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I had started doing it prior. So I was, you know, what one life is, you know, early October and then your events in December. And so I had started doing my own miracle morning just because you were coming as a speaker and whatever else. And then he starts after going to your event. And so the miracle morning was, and we say this in the book, it was, it was really the introduction of the first thing that he and I did the same thing to move our relationship forward because, you know, I was working on my things. And then as he starts working on himself, he's going to CrossFit, you know, doing all these other things that were working for him. But it was the first thing that we both did mm. that moved us forward that we could start to have conversations about, which were like little things like, Hey, 
how did your meditation go this morning? Or, you know, what, what's your affirmation right now? Or what book are you reading? Yeah. What book are you reading? Yeah, exactly. Like, cause we have the same system. Yeah. yeah. And that's why the structure of the book of the miracle morning for couples. Hall, that's why the you element is folded into like that savers and the sections, you know, all on, you know, um, the, the first part that, that you write in there, that's the you, that's exactly what we did was all of those things you teach everybody in the miracle morning. Got it. So the first of the four legendary relationship elements is the you element, right? Which is simply that you've got to be developing yourself to be the most, you know, happy, healthy, confident, emotionally intelligent person that you can be. And then if both partners are doing that and they come together, you have two really strong level 10 individuals that are creating that level 10 relationship, right? Right. Because I, I want to note something that what we're working towards is legendary. We're not trying to create a mediocre relationship. If you want to create a mediocre relationship, you can have one person trying to drag someone else through the mud or one person that's trying to pull the other person back. You can have a relationship like that, but that's not the kind of relationship we're talking about in this book. Absolutely. What's the next element? Partners. partners. How do you that? Yeah. So partners is that business side of your relationship. It's the I call it the unro- kind of unromantic, non-sexy part, but it's very vital because it's where a lot of couples get stuck. It's where a lot of marriages end is the battles that are happening in the partner's element. It's the finances, the chores, it's the who's doing what, how, you know, who's taking care of the kids, who's taking care of kids. How are we parenting? You know, so many couples get I would parent this way. You would parent that way. How about, how do we handle this situation? There's no shared vision in it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the partner's element is vital in order to get your crap together in those spaces. You know, not everybody's, you know, the best handler of finances, let's say, but, you know, transparency and talking about it and, you know, it's uncomfortable, but those things are important. You know, who is, you know, as simple as taking out the trash, you know, who's doing the dishes? How are we getting the kids to school? How are we parenting them? You know, it's, it's all that business aspect of the relationship that the partner's element is is built on. And that piece is so important because once those things are, you know, it's like the calendar too. Once those things are kind of in lockstep and firing on all cylinders, that's when you free up the time, the energy, and the space to move into the the more romantic and beautiful parts of the marriage and the relationship. Right, which is the friendship. And I think about the, you know, masculine and feminine energy. And, you know, a lot of times they say, you know, those for women, the, the time in the bedroom really starts in the morning. And so as a, a woman, you know, in order for me to feel that I can let go and really dive into being a friend with my husband, I have to know that the house is taken care of and the bills are paid and, and the kids are, are surviving, right? It's like, it's innate. It's in my, my animalistic nature that those things have to be taken care of because it's survival. That yeah. partnership element is survival. And if we don't have our survival, our basic needs taken care of, it's really hard to let go and be vulnerable enough to develop a deep friendship with someone else, especially the person that we're having this reliance on for security and safety and, you know, child rearing. When I used to do one-on-one coaching and whenever I would get asked about, you know, someone asking about for my coaching on their relationship, I said, look, I know this doesn't sound romantic, but and they were usually, it usually wasn't a marriage. It was often like, well, I'm, you know, dating this person. We've been together for a year. We're not sure if we should break up or stay together, you know? And I said, if I go step back and assess them as a business partner, right? Right. You guys were starting a business together and the business was creating a life and a family, right? 
Um, yes. Are you aligned? Are your values aligned? Are you on the same page? Because it's the most important business you'll ever create, <laughs> right? In your life. It is. Um, and I said, you know, I, I know it takes the romance out of it, but like that's how you have to think of it is, you know, would you go into business with this person or are they just hot? <laughs> right? right? Yeah, exactly. Sure, usually why we get together with them is like they're hot and they're charismatic and we're attracted right. to them. But it's like, you can, right. you know, if you have a, a business partner that's hot and charismatic and attractive, but you're not aligned on everything, that's going to be a disaster. And that's right. a lot of marriages. Yeah. Or they don't pull their weight or, yeah. you know, that's the other thing there. There has to be some balance in this partnership element. You know, we're all raised very differently. We all see things very differently, but we have to kind of have a bit of a give and take in creating a shared vision for these different elements in order to move the relationship forward. Or we're constantly back trying to fight for what we individually believe is the best. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the third legendary relationship element, which is friends. Yeah. So once those things, you know, are all, you know, kind of buttoned up and, and like Brandy described, you know, things feel taken care of, you know, that's when the friendship starts to blossom and develop, you know, it's like, wow, we, you know, we like each other, you know, we enjoy being around each other. You know, it, it is just that it's, it's being friends, it's sharing secrets, it's learning about each other, it's knowing, having fun, you know, having fun together, yeah. creating joy. Um, you know, sharing, you know, gratitude and appreciation like you would with like a really close friend. Right. But I, I, when we coach on this, a lot of times I use the example of think about when you were a little kid and you meet this new friend. What do you want to do? You want to hang out with each other all the time. You want to go and play together. You want to learn about them. What's your favorite color? What do you like to do? What happens? What are you, how many siblings do you have? And so we get to this place, a lot of times why we're legendary married couples with kids is that at this kid point, we get so like wrapped up in the hamster wheel of, of doing this life that we forget that there's no way that we've learned everything about our partner. And the more we learn about them and the more we get to know the essence of their soul and what they've been through and their trials and tribulations, the deeper our relationship gets. The more that we, which takes us to the next element, the more vulnerable and excited and free we are in our intimacy level, which is our lovers. When that friendship is like rock solid, where you are, you know, trusting of each other, you know, and feeling that closeness of like, you know, the close friends feel, but now in an intimate married relationship, that's when you can cultivate that lover's element where it's like the things that we only know about each other. Right. You know, it's almost telepathic in a weird way. You know, Brandy knows what I'm thinking half the time. She can look at me and say, okay, what's bugging you? You know, (laughs) that's that deep intimacy level it's you know it's it's having that like she said even vulnerability to talk about things in the bedroom you know i mean it's that piece of it and you can't experience that deep deep intimacy until you have all those other foundational elements built right because if i'm worrying about if the trash got taken out i'm not vulnerable in those situations if he's worried about how are we going to pay the bills because that's a very masculine thing he does not feel free in the evening to really be engaged in that experience. I mean, it could be the morning too, but you know, like <laughs> whatever the time is. But, yeah, that's the right? real that's miracle morning. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know people are going to think, is that what the miracle morning for couples is all about? Is just, well, you know, you know, well T for team is touch. Yeah. There you go. There you go. A lot of different things. Yes. Well, and I told you guys this recently, you interviewed Ursula and I for legendary couples with kids and, you know, I told you that it was literally a few months ago. Ursula and I have been together for 14 years, I think, and married for 
nine or 10 of those. So uh, yeah, I'm Dusker. But um, <laughs> anyway, it was just a few months ago. We were at dinner. I was actually getting my cancer screening bone marrow biopsy. And it was the night before we were out to dinner and she was talking. And I think I'd had a beer. So I was probably a little buzz, which might have added to sometimes when I have a little tiny buzz from a beer, I get a little extra insightful, right? And, uh, but I'm sitting at dinner and I'm looking at her and she's talking. And like, it was almost like a scene in a movie where it was like this filter was over her and it was like she was magical. And it was like everything she was saying was accentuated and her smile was like brighter. And I just had this realization, this breakthrough, this perspective. Uh, and I think this is so important for all couples. And I went, wait, she is my best friend. Oh. And here's what I mean by that. You know, if you think about it, when we meet our significant other, typically we've already got a bunch of friends, you know, right. who we have history with. And so, you know, that kind of creates separation. Like, no, I've got my friends over here. I've known these people for years, right? We go deep. We've shared all sorts of experiences. And then I have this new person that I'm dating that I really like. And yeah. for me, I realized that after 14 years, I had shared more experiences with Ursula and more meaning. You know, we raised birth and raised our first child together. Then we did that with our second child. We bought our first house together. We, right, we overcame the financial collapse of 2008. She supported me in writing The Miracle Morning. She supported me in my cancer journey, right? Like we have been through, experienced, shared, and overcome more than I have with anyone else in my life. But I realized mentally, I was still stuck as most of us are in our old paradigm, right? Okay. And in that moment, I went, wait a minute, she's my best friend. And I'll tell you that the lover component that night was the best it had ever been <laughs> because of what you just said, right? Our intimacy, like just by shifting that. And ever since then, the last few months have been the best of our marriage. And it's like, we really are best friends now. And we like talk like best friends and we, you know, we just didn't have that before. And so I think that for people listening, right, if you are in a relationship, step back and maybe even pull out your journal and write down why this person's your best friend. And I think it's important that it's a conscious decision. You know, it's like yes. anything. We choose our friends. Right. We choose who our best friends are, or our best friend, right? So you have to consciously choose it. Maybe use affirmations to cultivate it. But yeah, I just... That for me, the identifying my significant other, my wife as my best friend, and then keeping that lens on all day, every day has been an absolute game changer for us. I love that you shared that because it's, it's so true and it's so important. You said something that was um, said to me at that, that coffee that I had with my friend Beverly. And she essentially asked me, you know, I want you to look at what you're throwing away. Because, you know, Lance and I had been together about that time, you know, close to 13 years. And she said that exact same thing. She said, I want you to think about everything you guys have been through, all of the things that you've already done. And so is that something that you're willing to throw away because you don't want to do the hard work? Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, I'm not willing to throw it away because he's, he's a wonderful person. We had just disconnected. I had just gotten to a place where I was no longer willing to put the work in to be vulnerable and, and do the hard work and, and vice versa. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's so true. Before we wrap up our interview, I want to dive into the acronym that the two of you created, which essentially is kind of the foundation of the Miracle Morning for couples. I'm doing the air quotes, for couples, right? <laughs> you know, savers are still you know, the foundation of the Miracle Morning, but the foundation yeah. of the Miracle Morning for couples is this acronym TEAM, T-E-A-M. 
And that's T for touch, E for education, A for appreciation, and the M is for meeting. Can you explain? And there's a chapter in the book dedicated to each of those. I mean, so you really go in depth. But can you tell us, A, how did you create that acronym, right? How did you create the Miracle Morning for couples and take it from this individual practice to this practice that you guys actually engage in together? And then walk us through that team acronym. Yeah. I mean, I'll try to be, you know, distill it pretty quickly. We, we just, you know, because the Miracle Morning was so pivotal, you know, it was so you know, altering and transformational for our relationship. We wanted more time together, you know, before our daughters got up and we started doing some of the savers and things together. And we noticed when we would just do some of the savers together, we would like hold hands or just touch knees, you know, meditating meditating together. And um, and then we just enjoyed talking. and, And half the time it was like, well, guess what I learned? Well, you know, guess what I, you know, and then we would just share with each other things we were developing or reading, like, you know, because reading is part of the savers and we were oftentimes reading different things and we would just get together and talk about the things we were reading along with doing the savers together. But then we also started to add things like we would check in with each other. Okay. So what's the day today? Well, yeah. How was yesterday? How did we do? And so it started. So what we would do is we would just start writing these things down and say, okay, well let's add that to our morning. That was really, we've been doing that for a few days. That really worked. Like if checking in with each other, which is meeting Mm -hmm. and you know, just the simple act of, of touch, which is what we, one of the things we really lacked in our relationship when it was bad is, is just physical touch and, and intimacy. She touched my knee when she just said that. <laughs> I did. Lucky. <laughs> so yeah, so we started to add things too. I yeah. touched my own knee. Yeah. And we remember that, you know, a real great rhythm that we had together when we were rebuilding our relationship was gratitude sharing that appreciation for each other. We did that every single every night single when we night, were, you yeah, know, when we were, we were just started doing it in the morning, you know, you know, this is what, how I loved how you showed up, you know, as a wife, you know, and tell her or, and then sometimes it was just other things. Like I really appreciate how you handle this type of stuff for the girls. And so, you know, as we just started to bring, then we, you know, sort of said togetherness and separateness, separateness and togetherness are our big foundation of a healthy relationship. And we kind of wanted to go back and do our own savers, you know, individually, but we still wanted that time to come together and do things. And we noticed, you know, when we did that, we were touching each other. We were talking about the things we were reading. We were still doing that gratitude. And we were then checking in going, how are we doing as a company? What's coming up today? How's the schedule? How does the calendar calendar look? How are the kids doing? And we're like, oh, wait a second. That's touch, education, appreciation. And we're meeting. It's team. And that's what we're building. We're building a team together. Right. Awesome. That's it, Hal. That's (laughs) That's it. All right. So the book is The Miracle Morning for Couples, Create Legendary Connection One Morning at a Time. It's available February 14th, 2019, Valentine's Day, very fitting on Amazon. And uh, Brandy and Lance, where is the best place to connect with you two crazy lovebirds? Legendarycouples.com. Yep. Legendarycouples.com. Everybody check it. And if people go there, can they download a freebie? Listen to it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So our relationship planning guide, which essentially walks you through the four relationship elements and how to cast your vision, create a shared vision, and take actionable steps to reach your vision. Mm -hmm. Um, Identify strengths in each other and commitments to move that vision forward. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's free on our website. That's legendarycouples.com? Yep. Okay. 
And then you can follow us on Instagram. That's where we're most active. <laughs> yeah, the legendary uh, legendary couple on Instagram. Or follow Brandy, Mrs. Brandy Salazar, because she has <laughs> one amazing Instagram account. Mrs. Brandy Salazar on Instagram. And I, Lance and Brandy, I know uh, everybody listening can't see them, but they are really a beautiful couple. So aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. So uh, yeah, Instagram would be a good place to follow for sure. Well, Brandy and Lance, I love you guys. It's been an honor to co-author this book with you, to be friends with you, to uh, have you love and support our family and my wife and receive our love and support. So uh, I love you guys. I love you too, Hal. Thank you. And give her our love and the kids. I absolutely will. Goal achievers, I am going to wrap up with one more lesson. And uh, I think Brandy and Lance will be forced to just sit here and listen to it. The biggest lesson that I learned, the biggest breakthrough that I had in my relationship, and I do talk about this in the book, but it was the decision, the realization that I was living a reciprocity-based relationship. And I think for most of us, that's how we engage in life. It's how we engage in our relationships with all people. And what I mean by that is we tend to reciprocate the same energy, the same mood, the same tone, even the same actions that people give to us, right? So if, you know, if somebody's rude to you on the freeway, so even if it's a stranger, right, you tend to feel those feelings and treat that person similarly, right? They call that road rage. In our marriage, in our relationships, we tend to reciprocate. If, if our significant other is sweet and loving and affectionate, then we feel that way toward them. If they're rude or they're in a bad mood, we tend to reciprocate that toward them right back. And I realized that about myself. And I thought, you know what? My commitment, my new commitment, my mission in my marriage is to selflessly add value for Ursula, for my wife, regardless of her mood, how she treats me what she does or doesn't do, my commitment, my unwavering commitment is to every day selflessly add value to her life in every way that I can to make her life amazing. And I put that in an affirmation. I read it every day. And now I do so many things. Well, every day I wake up and I go, what can I do to add value to her life? And you know, it used to be where she woke the kids up, she put them to bed because I was doing a miracle morning and I was in bed early. You know, she would make dinner, she'd do the dishes, like she was super wife, super mom. And now I wake the kids up and I put the kids to bed. And when dinner's done, I do the dishes and I put the food away. And, you know, and these are little things, but the idea is that every day I ask myself, what can I do today to selflessly add value to the life of my wife? And regardless, again, of her mood or how she treats me, in fact, I went as far in my affirmation as to say, if she's had an attitude or has a bad day, we all have bad days, right? I'm not going to take that personally and I'm not going to reciprocate that. I'm going to work harder to add more value to her life because obviously she's having a tough day and she needs it. And that has made all the difference in the world. So I'd encourage you to just consider that and kind of reflect on that. Maybe pull out your journal and consider do you have a reciprocity-based relationship or do you go first every day, add value? When your partner's having a bad day, a bad mood treating you poorly, do you reciprocate that negative energy or do you rise above it and love them even harder? I'd encourage you to consider doing the latter. So one more time, the new book is The Miracle Morning for Couples. Create legendary connection one morning at a time. It's available on Amazon. It should be an audiobook, a paperback, a Kindle. You should have some options there. And then if you want to connect with Brandy and Lance, which after that interview, how could you not want to connect with Brandy and Lance? Go to legendarycouples.com. Goal achievers, I love you. I appreciate you. 
And with this new book, together, we're going to elevate the consciousness of humanity, not one person at a time, but one couple at a time. We're taking it to another level. I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 